hey guys, guess what? They released the Kraken, but the Kraken also beat us. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Caniac Report. Uh, well, that win over San Jose was a little bit of a short-lived win as Hurricanes last night, another late-night game face Seattle and they lost seven to four. Uh before I even start with this game, I'm just gonna say it flat out there. Uh the defensive play that this team is having, not good. Now it's early in the season. It's game five for the record. We're not even ten games in. So they still have time to sort this out. But I think there are a couple players I'm going to address that probably needs to probably play better, even though I think as a team a little bit, the defensive play isn't where it it is that it needs to be at. So we're going to cover this uh, period by period. And the first period, honestly, I thought the first period was probably, well, no, I would say probably the third period was probably Hurricanes' best period. But first period wasn't bad bad for the Hurricanes, I would say, um, until probably late in that first period, Seattle really just dominated, especially after that power play goal by Jaden Swartz. Uh, so obviously the first goal, Yanni Gord, uh, he kind of tips it in. It was a blast from Burakovsky. And honestly, I mean, I don't blame Ronta for that goal. Uh, I blame and it's going to be the theme here on this episode. I blame the d- defensive makeup uh, of this team that allowed that goal. Uh, Brett Pesci, I saw, was kind of more hurting Ronta as Ronta did start this game. We didn't see Ajo uh, either, so you kind of had to go eleven and seven. That that. That's like no other option there. 11-7 is what you had to do. But Pesci wasn't really helping Ronta. He was kind of uh, hurting Ronta because he was being screamed by both Pesci because he wasn't really doing... I don't know what Pesci was doing. Uh, And obviously he was screamed by two Seattle players. And it was a tip. I don't really blame Tippins on goalies. Um, But that's something that our defense kind of needs to cover a bit more and help Ronta because it's honestly both sides. It's not just Ronta, even though I think Ronta has not been good. He's letting at least one soft goal, I believe, in the past few games. And you could say he's letting, I think, probably a couple of goals uh, in tonight's game. But I don't blame him on that. I blame our defense on that. Now, uh, Hurricane fans, we get some hope, of course, because Jesper Foss, he uh, deflects the puck off of his skate, uh, obviously, but Slavin, he's able to kind of pass it to Foss, and Foss scores with his skate. Good goal. Uh, you can take what you get, uh, but it's one-to-one, and I mean, if you can get those type of goals, good. You, uh, you got to get them. Um, but Carolina, I'm telling you, when it comes to goal scoring, They've been doing really good this season. Uh, 
Which is interesting because it seems like a lot of this, and I'm not going to say that a lot of goal scoring is hurting their defense. I'm just going to say that I think they're kind of neglecting the defense uh, in sake of offense sometimes. Because it's it, even though it does come down to a couple of players that I am going to mention to that need to get going, the, the the team play in general just defensively are just incredibly loose sometimes. I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think Brent Burns had that good of a game tonight. Uh, that was just my opinion. I thought he just turned the puck a little bit over too much and obviously I think he is the reason why um Seattle got on top uh, of us uh before we were able to probably tie it in the third but it's tied one to one and then the Hurricanes go back on the penalty kill and this is another problem um it's not doing good power play I think is actually looking a bit better to be honest uh, even though uh, there have been a couple of shorthanded goals that the other team has allowed, although you could blame that on one player, uh, Dmitry Orlov. Uh, but we will get to that. But on, on the power play for Seattle, it did not take much time. It took like five seconds. Uh, Schwartz was left all alone. All alone, let Ronta held up to dry. Now, it, it's a five-hole shot, and you don't really like those five-hole shots on your goalies. It's between the legs, but and I guess you could say it was a little, maybe just a little bit of puck luck, like just how the puck went down to Schwartz when he was all alone um, in that uh, high-danger zone uh, versus Ronto alone. But still, I don't like that goal mainly because again, I, I think it's a little bit on both. You could probably argue in the fact that Ronta, I mean, he probably could have saved it considering it was five hole. But yeah, you you could also say he was left in no man's land uh, because uh, there was nobody there covering him. Um, Schwartz looked honestly untouchable. Because I didn't. Because when he had the puck, he had the puck for some time. And I didn't know what our Hurricanes defensemen were doing. Like, he got the puck, and he st still was able to ha very handily just put it behind Ronta there on the goal. Like, come on. I'm sorry. Our defense needs to be better than that. I think that is, you could probably say 60% blame that on our D and uh, 40% probably blame on Ronta, but I didn't like that goal, and our pen penalty kill continues to be abysmal. It is not good. So it is 2-1, to one, and adding salt to the wound, you have Bellamar scoring uh, for Seattle, and that hurts also because the Hurricanes were on a power play, and that, I believe, is their second shorthanded goal. Um, against the Hurricanes. And so, again, I blame both uh, the D there and the goalie. However, the D, the I blame not our defense, but defense men, and that is Orlov. Orlov could have played that a lot better. Um, he could have easily just, I mean, pass it to Ranta. Don't po-check it out and just let Seattle come back with it. I I just don't understand the play there, to be honest. 
Uh, Orlov really could have played that better, though. And then you have Ronta just giving up a glaring, glaring rebound. Like, it was... You can't. It was one of those rebounds you just can't have on a two-on-one chance because when Orlov tried to get that out, that's what created the two-on-one. And also, I think it was wasn't it? I believe it was KK that made the pass uh, that was like to nowhere to before Orlov made that decision to kind of poke it back. I don't poke it or not poke it back, but just poke it out in front, just do a poke check. Uh, but Orlov just should have just grabbed the puck and just took it back instead of making that po track. That's that's my thing right there. And, but Ronta, you can't give up a juicy rebound on a two-on-one like that, especially when it's coming at a certain angle like it was there. And, of course, it's three-to-one. And to be honest, at this point, even though they didn't do it yet, um, I thought um, starting the second period, I was like, you got to put Kachak off in. And for those of you who don't know, we did recall PK, as that's his nickname now. Uh, but at that point, I was like, I think you need to put Kachak off in. Ronta is not playing good. But Ronta starts the second period. And to be honest, I thought Carolina played a decent first period until the power play goal from San Jose. And then I thought San Jose probably late in that period just took over the game. And second period, I thought was the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating periods I've seen um, this season so far. Again, only five games. But uh, Carolina just couldn't get anything going in that second period. And just adding salt to the wound, you have uh, Vince Dunn scoring, and it was a blast of a shot that was like 15 feet away from the goal. He scores, but Ronta, he's still in net, and he can't uh, save that puck. He needs to save it. I think if he challenged probably a bit more, he could have saved it. I really think he could have. We all have seen Ronta play very good. I thought Ronta last season was probably the most consistent good goalie um, other than Anderson and and Kachekov. Now it seems to uh, kind of reversed um, where he's probably the um, third goalie that uh, you want to have instead of being one or two so far this season. But again, five games that could change obviously. But yeah, Vince Dunn, he scores a lone goal in the second period that makes it 4 to 1. Honestly, I thought when they made a 4 to 1, I th- I had str- struggled to believe that the Hurricanes could do it. And here's the thing. I do have hope for this team. I really do. But I also lived through the dark ages where they haven't made the playoffs in what was it like 9 seasons. So I like to have what I like to call cautious optimism. Um, so I was very cautious after that fourth goal. And I was just like, I just don't know if Carolina could do it. They were close in the third period, but we will get to the third period. Once we hear our sponsors. 
The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, third period. Third period was actually, I thought, a bit of madness. So third period, obviously, I thought the Hurricanes were really more of being on their game here in the third period because in the second period if, if you guys watched I watched the whole thing uh, Seattle they just were not giving up anything defensively they were really good and, and and I'll hand it to Seattle Seattle was very good and to be honest I probably saw it coming a little bit considering the past four games, Seattle only scored three goals. So I, when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I could Seattle just scoring bunches this game. I really could. And they did. They, they really did. Honestly, I think Seattle is a better team than both Anaheim and San Jose. I think their offense is a bit better. I think Beneers can be a stud. I like the likes of Bjorkstrand. I like... Um, Vince Dunn, he's been very good for them. Uh, I think they're probably issues probably other than Dunn don't really have that all-star Jacob Slavin type of defenseman. And um, I think their goaltending is probably a little bit in question because they're not going to ride Joey Decord forever. I just can't see it. But yet no one saw Aiden Hill winning the Stanley Cup either for, for Vegas. So hockey's weird. It can be a weird sport, but third period, that's when just madness begins. Carolina was honestly playing excellent as within the first minute, you have Seth Jarvis scoring from Nason and Slavin and Jarvis. I'm telling you, if we had won this game, I probably would have given Jarvis the first star because he was actually, I thought probably the most consistent player that was playing good for the hurricanes. He's really elevated his game. I really like his game. I'm very tempted to get a Jersey of his because I really think if he has a very good season for us, he's going to be locked up long-term because I think you need Seth Jarvis in this lineup more than I would say the likes of Netris, who is a roller coaster. He 
the Netris, I'm telling you, this game, I did not think he played well in. He was fighting the puck again, like we've seen him, and he was just making not good decisions. Uh, that's not the Netris that we know. Netris that we know is the Netris that played probably uh, against the Sharks when he made that gorgeous wraparound goal. And honestly, he was really good. Netris is, to me, just very frustrating. He can be... When he's good, I think he can be a uh, dangler and a ankle breaker in uh, EA NHL terms, obviously. But when, I'm telling you, when Natchez, when he is not on his game, he hurts you. So I, I, I just don't know with Natchez sometimes, man. But I, I did not think Natchez was good at all in the Seattle game. But Jarvis, he continues his goal streak of two games, four goals in those two games. A great pass from that from Nason too. It, it really was a great pass, even though um, probably maybe a little bit of puck luck because I did see that puck uh, go off on the way uh, to Jarvis Scoff, a Seattle defenseman. But regardless, Jarvis was able to get it. He was given an open net, and he scores because he is a good goal scorer. Jarvis has been very, very excellent, and I hope he really continues, especially if Ajo is going to be out. Uh, for um long term i really hope aho can be back honestly for the colorado game but i I, i'm more uh, safe to say that he'll be back for tampa than colorado uh so yeah and obviously i'm in carolina they're they're starting to suffer some injuries with aho anderson and um svetch being out but again i think once Ajo and Svesh gets out, I think uh, Rod's going to, and I think it's obvious too, Rod's going to ride 12 and 6. 11 and 7, I do not think that's optimal, but you had to do it for the Seattle game. Once those two players come back healthy, then you're going to do 12 and 6. But um, Hurricanes, they, get, they give you hope. Uh, with KK scoring, that now makes it 3 to 4, and that's from Nason and Jarvis. And I'm and I I told my uh, dad this last night because he's a huge Hurricanes fan too. You've guys heard him, uh, but I call the Hurricanes as the cardiac Canes. And the reason why I say that is that um, if they're down four to one, they're not going to lose four to one. They're going to come back. They're going to try and tie. They're going to make it a close game. And I told. My dad this. Now, I was being a little facetious about this, but uh, the Hurricanes, they can be a cardiac cane sometimes in the fact that when they lose, they like to give you hope uh, that they might tie it and might win it, but at the end, um, that hope dies. And again, I'm being a little bit funny about that, but honestly, I, I like seeing the fight that the Hurricanes have. It shows that they are nev- never giving up, and that is, I believe, installed in the culture because of, obviously, Roger Brindamore. But KK, he makes it uh, three to four. I mean, I'm having hope that we're going to tie it. I'm sure you guys are having hope that the Hurricanes are going to tie it. But honestly, after that goal... Seattle, I thought, was like, okay, we need to capture this game. We need this win. We haven't won a game yet. 
and they locked it down after that. Uh, Jared McCann, he scores. He makes it 5-3. to three. And uh, to, to me, that was probably the roughest goal to allow because you have garnered all this momentum in your favor for the Hurricanes to get within one goal of tying it. But Jared McCann scoring, I thought that hurt a lot. And honestly, I mean, I don't really blame Kachekov there because this is the time, well, even though it wasn't in the third period. Well, yeah, he was. it was in the third period, I believe. Um, no, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, yeah, uh, Kachekov got put in the second period after the Dunn goal. Obviously, I thought that was too late. I thought he should have started at the start of the second period, but, um, Kachekov, I mean, I don't really blame him on that goal. I, I kind of blame Burns for not catching up to Jerry McGann. And Seattle, listen, they're a fast team. They really are. But Carolina, we know Carolina's better. We know what Carolina is capable of. We know Carolina is capable of that because they made it to the conference finals last year. And you don't get there um, by accidentally stumbling into it. You, you get there with a purpose of winning the Stanley Cup. That's that's the biggest mentality right there. So it's five to three Seattle, very deflating for us. And then you have uh, Katari scoring, making a six to three for Seattle. Um, to me, that's another bad play defensively for us. And you know who was on the ice there? D'Angelo and Orlov. And I believe after this game, Orlov is a minus ten. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the plus-minus stats, but minus 10 in the first five games, I do think, has some cause for concern. I, I do think it is arguable, but Orlov, he, because... How can I explain this? Okay, so Orlov, I am willing to give him the same time frame as uh, what Brent Burns went through last year because if you remember Brent Burns wasn't that good at the start of the season last year either uh but I say that was that probably happened through the first six weeks so I'm gonna be I'm willing to give Orlov through the first six weeks after that that that's when I'm just going to go out on the limb be like Orlov is not meant for this team and I do agree with Adam Gold on this if you haven't seen his recap of Seattle game. I recommend you going to listen to it if you haven't yet. Um, I do fear Orloff is not suited for this team. Now, here's the thing. I think Orloff can play. I really do think Orloff can play for this team because I think he has shown signs of being a very good defenseman. Like He has shown plays that have shown you um, that he can be a very good top four defenseman. Now, his skating, I think, is a bit of an issue. It can be a little bit slow, but I think that really can be covered by the other things that he does that are, are his strengths. Just one of those things where I think his strengths can probably cover his weaknesses. Uh, regardless, though, Orlov, he is not having a good start to the season, yet it is only five games. I am willing to give him the same time frame as Brent Burns. But after that, if he's not playing well, as um, after those uh, 
time frame of games as Brent Burns had, then I'm probably going to start advocating that he probably either needs to sit or get traded or anything that keeps him off the ice because obviously he has been hurting the Hurricanes um, just not good defensively at all. And to be honest, I think what's going to help Orlov is having Chatfield next to him. I really do. And I know my co-host Sam, uh, even though he's not on this episode, I know he's probably not going to like hearing me saying that, but I'd rather have Chatfield and Orlov than D'Angelo and or- Orlov just because I just think for the sake of Orlov, knowing how good that, that guy can be, we've seen him play very good with other teams, and I still think he can play good for us. But I think he's going to need probably a little bit of help from Trafield because D'Angelo, uh, he has his own problems too, but I don't think they're as bad as Orlov. But I, I really think at this point, you got to put the best players in, and I do think Trafield's overall the better player than D'Angelo. So that's what I do going forward. I know uh, D'Angelo can be very good on the power play, but... That, 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 that's just what I would do just because of the amount of goals we are letting in. Um, and I will probably start trout field over D'Angelo for the next game if you can. Now, if you can't, then you just can't. But if you can, I prefer to do 12 and 6, have D'Angelo be the uh, guy up in the press box. Uh, so it is now six to three Seattle to me, honestly, at that point, I was like, yeah, I just don't see Carolina coming back from this, but Jarvis scores again on the power play. Uh, Jarvis, he again, playing amazing. He is playing very, very good. Uh, but, uh, it doesn't really make that much of a difference as you can see, um, at the end of this game, as Bjorkstrand, he gets the empty net goal, makes it 7-4. to four, And that's all she wrote. Uh, it sucks. I, I, I know it really, really does uh, suck. I thought Carolina could win against Seattle. But also thought Seattle could really press on the Hurricanes, considering the situation that they were in, by only having three goals scored in the past four games. So, I mean... I would say when it comes to the credibility of this game, um, I'm not going to put too much on it because it is only five games, but I do think do think that there are some things that you can take out of. Obviously, uh, you really need to improve both the penalty kill and the defense. Another thing, I think you need to put Kachekov in for the next game if Anderson's not healthy. Because I don't think Ronza's playing that good. He just doesn't have any confidence, I think. And I think that really showed from the uh, Vince Dungle that just Ronza just doesn't have confidence right now. And may- maybe somewhere down the road a bit, I wouldn't put him in against Colorado, but maybe a few weeks um, a- after that game probably. Maybe you can put Ronza in, but just not right now. He just does not have the confidence. And since the Hurricanes lost, I'm not going to give the Hurricanes three stars. Uh, but I will say um, I like to do it sometimes, uh, too, and trying to figure out who's going to score first for the Hurricanes uh, in the next game, which is against Colorado, 9 p.m. Saturday. You should definitely watch it if you're going to be up then. 
I'm going to say the first goal for the Hurricanes in that game is going to be Seth Jarvis because he has been on fire along with Tara Vinen, who, I mean, Tara Vinen, honestly, I don't mind him playing center. I really don't. He can win you quite a bit of face-offs. He can. Um, and he's definitely, I think, a good substitute with especially Ajo being out. But, yeah, uh, that is my recap of the Hurricanes game. And and I think after the uh, Colorado game, you'll finally see both Sam Driscoll and I uh, uh, recapping that game too, which will be out uh, later in the day on Sunday. So uh, we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.